Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 102. This is Tank Rodriguez Show going commando. I'm indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez. Joined with me are my other hosts. Are... I don't know. I just lost my train of thought, but it's okay. Host with the most? A hostess with the most. I don't know. I tend to do that. It's been a day, guys. Uh, but yeah, no, my co-host. You got Jimothy James Dean. How you doing today, Jim? Sup, sup, sup. Sorry, I didn't uh, mean to call you Jim. I didn't mean to call you Jim. That's all right. It's it just fine. stopped. I'm sorry. As long as it's not based, as long as that name isn't based off the restaurant, then you're good. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I know it's kind of unrelated, uh, but like I'm, I'm a big fanboy of The Office, and one of my favorite uh, nicknames for for Jim Halpert, uh, Jim goes into Mike's office and he goes, "Hey, Jim Bag," like. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. I've never heard that that's one a, before. That's a good. That's a good it's, one. It's the fucking stupidest, funniest thing I've ever heard, and I loved it. Well, moving on, uh, we uh, also got to mention the dirtiest of the dirtiest, dirty, dirty Derek. How are you doing today, sir? Good man, I I am the the hostess of the mostess, the Twinkie full of cream filling. So. Whoa, there we go. That's right. Hey, awesome. That means that. something different. Different circles. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sure it does. I like to cater to all audiences. Exactly. Food, no judgment. Foodies and otherwise, you know. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we're uh, we're going to be talking about, I mean, we're not going to get into it just yet, but just a, a quick heads up about what we're talking about today. Talking about movies that uh, not a lot of people or a majority of the people, the masses don't like, that we enjoy watching. Um, I'm pretty sure if you listen to this show, you already know what I'm going to mention. Uh, I may not mention it either, but you know, I, I don't feel like getting shit on again today, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, no, before we do that, I just want to ask, hey guys, what y'all been watching? Lots of lots of stuff. Fun lots stuff. Of stuff. Well, fun Jim, stuff. All right. Well, first off, let me Jim. real real quick pref, preface that or say something. Um, uh, so today, uh, I haven't worked on in the house. We have contractors here, and uh, but we've had two. I have two hornet's nests right outside of uh, my bedroom window, um, and so I was like, these guys are here fixing our house, and I was going to. Um, I was like, these guys have to work on these hornets, so. I went. I killed about 20 hornets and and actually found not only the two that were hang above my right right outside my bedroom window, but also went in my an electrical box that was filled with hornets, uh, which was a fight. I felt like Ellen Ripley. Um, but uh, but then as soon as I did that, I go on on uh, one of the old social medias and saw that the the Asian hornets or the killer hornets or whatever the whatever the you know the other pseudonyms they have. Yeah. Are still around. Uh, in fact, they're migrating south um, from Washington, and uh, they—they're uh, terrifying. And now I just can't help but think of all the wasps I killed today have psychically sent a signal to their super brethren to come exactly. <laughs> and, like, exactly. So if you—if if I don't appear on this podcast, it's because the super hornets have found me and uh, hit me. But uh, it's—it's it's funny, dude. Because it must be an insect week or something like that. Because I discovered this monster like garden spider um that it is outside like my living room window and this thing is a, a beast like I, i've never seen anything quite as big for like in, in the realm of like a see call a yellow garden spider it's very pretty to look at but i think it's big as a motherfucker and i'm it eats like i watched it trapped a, a giant moth the other day and like consume it and it was the most amazing. fascinating and terrifying thing ever and i was like i'm never i'm never opening this window so you'll never come in my house. I'm gonna let you be. No, I don't care. Like he's a nice motherfucker. Like he's pretty in color, but he's got these he's got the fangs. And I felt like a little arachnophobia thing, man. I was like, I love <laughs> I'm loving watching you eat all those moths, man, because they're not flying in my house. But uh, at the same time, too, like I, I don't want you in my house either. So it's uh, been bittersweet. But yeah, it's been, yeah. It's been a week for bugs, man. No. uh, just a fun fact, you know, I do live out here, you know, in the sticks. Uh, so we do get, you know, different different types of bugs uh, and insects. The yellow garden spider, for sure. Um, I had one out in my patio, um, and it actually moved three times. And it finally got so smart that instead of, like, it was, it was like, living across from our, um, you know, our, um, what is it called, like, floodlights. And it, and, it, and it finally learned that that's where all the bugs hang out. So it moved t- 
towards the floodlights, and then um, it was catching bugs like left and right. And yeah, the way it attacks, so the bug will get caught, the spider will attack, and then as it's attacking, it's weaving it up and it's yeah. weaving it up. It's so it's so awesome to watch. I saw it kill a grasshopper like uh, as big as it's as the spider itself, and it was the most cool. It was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, and this thing just uh, just wrapped its uh its its uh, arachnid legs around the the moth and just closed it in. Went in for the kill, and then next thing you know, I looked at it, it was like all cocooned up, and I was like, dang, man, you work fast. Like you don't wait around, you don't yeah. wait around for food. Uh, so speaking of that, hold on. Oh, I actually have a spider in my house. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, we're, we're psychically summoning them. At least it's not a. Uh... At least it's not a. Uh, oh. <laughs> Damn! It sounds like a battle going on. <laughs> Derek, are you okay, Derek? <laughs> no. I'm back, guys. Oh back, man. Guys. Uh, Jeez. Never. Keeps great notes. Kills good bugs. So. There you go. <laughs> start your troopers action over there. I don't want them sending any any secret messages to that spider outside. Exactly. So. Good job, Derek. Oh, thanks, thanks, guys. But anyways, back to back to what we're watching. So we're watching good stuff. So James, you battled hornets, you know, and hopefully you rewarded yourself with some some good viewing. So I've been wa- I mean, I've been watching a ton, but the bun- I, I keep going into these weird. Uh, for a chunk, I'll watch a bunch of anime, which I've seen a bunch of amazing anime. A bunch of actually anime I would recommend to other people. Um, but I've watched uh, I watch a ton of horror, so we'll talk about that uh, on a different podcast. But um, I watched this whole block of uh, '90s kung fu films in Hong Kong. Like I watched a bunch of John Woo films, which I feel like we definitely need to just discuss. John Woo is probably the greatest action director of the '90s at some point. Um, especially, I mean, especially all of his you know uh, Chinese films such, such as a hard boiled, a better tomorrow, better tomorrow part two and a killer, which I watched recently. Um, I watched some Jackie Chan movies, uh, luck, uh, my lucky stars. And, but I watched this movie, which I've heard about, but had never seen. And holy shit, it did not disappoint. I watched this, sh- this movie called future cops. Um, I saw you post that on Instagram. Or... It is Bat shit crazy. So first off, it is literally the director, the the producers and directors basically want to make a combination of Time Cop and Street Fighter. Uh, and that's exactly what it is. Even though they they don't have they didn't have any legal right to the Street Fighter gimmicks, uh, they changed them just enough to. But it's also a comedy, by the way, uh, a slapsticky Three Stooges style comedy. Um, uh, but it's bananas. Um, weirdly enough, though, not the first. Chinese film, Hong Kong film, to feature, to uh, basically rip off Street Fighter, um, Jackie Chan's 1993 uh, movie, uh, uh, City Hunter, which is based off of manga. Um, also, and in fact, as Jackie Chan dresses Chung Lee, uh, fighting uh, <laughs> this big buff what? American, uh, yeah, for real. He first he's dressed as E Honda, and then he comes back dresses and it makes no sense you have to see the movie and the manga is based off of city hunters like this kind of like spy action thriller manga and they have anime about it too in fact there's a really good korean tv series that's based off of it but the jackie chan movie is fucking slapsticky and goofy and weird and surreal but so is this movie feature cops and what's weird is they both feature the same actress uh ching mei yao who very attractive and also uh she is 52, and she seriously looks 32, and that is not an exaggeration. Uh, she looks incredible for her age. Uh, so good, uh, good on you, Ching Mei Yao. But um, but she's in this, and she's also in City Hunter. But it's bananas. It's, it, and I've heard nothing. I'm, I'm, I've never heard anything good about the movie. I've only heard bad things. But I really enjoyed it. It's dumb as shit. Uh, you know, it's kind of lags in the in the uh, beginning of the third act, but then the ending is bananas. Um, it's it, it basically at one point there's a Chinese guy it has a love story portion of it and he's they call wow. him broomhead. Um, it looked like a broomhead from the yeah, uh, picture yeah. picture you put online. Yeah, but it's bananas. But it I had a blast watching it. Like it was a great like sort of escapist movie. I have That's a awesome. weird soft spot for 90s 
kung fu comedies like very much in the chain of like the you know jackie chan and the the the, the three opera kings the, the three brothers everything they did jackie chan yun biao and uh and sammo hung so this was right in that same wheelhouse and it was really fun like and it's like i said especially for an action film um you know uh it not what i expected i thought it was going to be more of like a straight up like weird but like strip action movie now it's a fucking slapstick comedy slapstick what uh love story. what what, uh, what platform did you watch it on did you watch it on time oh no no, right. no i'm sorry no no i'm sorry it was on i apologize uh that and uh my lucky stars was actually on um uh uh midnight cult or cult midnight what the fuck is it called i'm blanking on the name of the app uh midnight cult cult midnight whatever it's the app I already recommended. Uh, oh, okay, all right, cool. But yeah, it's they have a bunch of great stuff on there. So, but oh, yeah, nice, I, and the rest of the stuff that I watched, I watched, like I said, watched a ton of anime and horror. But I felt like uh, I had to bring that up, especially because it's action related. So. No, I saw the picture online. I'm like, that looks super interesting and weird. Yes. And I was like, it is, it is right up your alley because uh, it was kung fu related. But I had no idea Jackie Chan in it. So, color me intrigued. I'm gonna, I'm gonna track it down and watch it. That, this one doesn't have Jackie Chan in it. Um, it has Andy Lau, who's a, was also a big star in the '90s in Hong Kong. But uh, he's in City. Jackie Chan's in City Hunter, which came out three years earlier. Which is, I mean, City Hunter is not a good movie. It's probably one of my least favorite Jackie Chan movies. But it's worth it. You can find just the the Street Fighter sequence online, and it's worth it just for that. But uh, his name Robert Wagner, the guy who plays like this big buff. He was in a bunch of weirdly did i don't think he did too many american movies but he did a bunch of hong kong films as like the buff martial arts westerner uh he plays he transforms into ken and i was like dude they should have really cast this guy as ken he's perfect but anyways that's it that's all i have for you for this week <laughs> that's awesome man i uh i've been also been in the mood for uh for some action comedy uh movies this week and so i actually just watched a movie tonight i, I hadn't seen it um and I was like, you know, I'm going to watch it because just waiting for us to do this podcast. And it was the uh, the Brothers Grimsby. You uh, watch that movie? It's a Sasha Baron Cohen movie. But it's oh, got, uh, yeah. That's an with, uh, amazing movie. With uh, Mark, underrated. Str- Mark Strong. <laughs> huh. um, it's got, uh, was it uh, Penelope Cruz? Uh, it, it's basically got a nutshell that Mark Strong is like this like super spy. And uh, his his brother, who's like Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, is he? Like, where he's like looks like uh, Liam Gallagher from. Yeah, Dallas. yeah, yeah. He's, like, yeah, he's like the soccer hooligan. The, the hooligans, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the hooligans, and uh, yeah, man, it was pretty funny. The best the best part of that movie, uh, I will. It's only a minor part, so I will spoil it for people. Is at the very um, and they uh, give Donald Trump AIDS, which I thought was super <laughs> funny. Uh, so I figured it was like it's super. Why well, you got a virus? That's pretty funny. Uh, so <laughs> so it was super fitting. Um, to say the least. And then I watched some really low-budget action horror movies, including a movie with Joey Lawrence called Isle of the Dead. Yes. Uh, yes. Have you seen that one? I have not well, seen, the, seen the movie. I have seen... I know of the movie. and uh, it, uh, It's just as uh, as terrible as you would imagine. That's exactly what it, I was going to ask, yeah. It would be. I was just waiting for Blossom to come out. Like, try to... <laughs> Whoa. Try to be that. Whoa. 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 Zombies. Whoa. Uh, By the yeah. way, on record, Sasha Baron Cohen admits that he based the look off that character off Noel Gallagher. Yeah. Jimmy, there's a whole joke at the end about it, like about how uh, they they were looking for uh, uh, Noel, Ga- Noel, Noel or Liam Gallagher and Vin Diesel. Or like the joke like, uh, at the very That's end of the movie. So, yeah. Like, it, it was, you know, surprisingly, I, I'm not um, – not always a fan of Sasha Baron Cohen, but this was pretty funny. Um, Rebel Wilson played his love interest, like his Irish love interest, which is, uh, which was actually pretty funny. But it had actually a lot more actors in it. it had I, uh, uh, Angus McFadden in it, um, or no, not Angus McFadden, uh, Ian McShane, the guy from the uh, Deadwood. Yeah, Ian McShane's a legend. Yeah. Um, he was at, so it had, actually had quite a few actors. I was like, wow, she's really surprised you guys are in this movie. But it has some good Mark action Trump. in it too, yeah. Yeah, Mark Trump's really good. He's uh, he plays a, a really good straight man, uh, but he has some pretty pretty funny parts uh, in the movie as well. Um, so yeah, I, I would highly recommend it to you if you get a chance to check it out. It's on. It's actually free on Tubi. So um, you're loving kind of Tubi. A, I'm loving Tubi. I love any anything that's got a variety and it's free. Like that's you know it's always a good thing. Like if you want something just to play in the background, um, 
it's always always good to check. I was going to check out uh, Deep Blue Sea three. Uh, <laughs> they made a third one. Yeah, I know. I did not I know they made a third. That's interesting. Yeah, okay. but not many people knew they made a second either. Uh, that was a direct to sci-fi. I think it was a sci-fi channel was the second one, but apparently the third one ties back to the first one. So I was kind of interested, but it was only available for purchase, not for rent for a few more weeks. So uh, I was like, well, I'm, I'm gonna hold off, and uh, no, I don't, I don't want to own it. You know, I just want to watch it one time. <laughs> that's oh, that's uh, that's pretty much it. And I watch a bunch of horror stuff too, and we'll talk about that on our other podcast. But um, but yeah, I was I was just getting ready for this uh, this great conversation. I, I was super excited. I, I, sure. I had a few movies on my list, but I feel like I, I picked the one perfect movie for myself that I, I love and nobody hates. I, I'll throw it out there, too, that my wife and I were having this conversation beforehand. I was telling her the movie that I picked, and, and she was just listening to all the movies that she doesn't like, and, including Jaws. And I was like, I don't even like Jaws. Yeah, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> she I mean, did try to... Tr- she did try to trick me and tell me she didn't like Demolition Man. And I was like, "Well, I'm just oh. gonna get the I'm just gonna get the divorce papers." Now. I was gonna say, <laughs> that. but then she she joked. She said, "I I really don't mind that movie." So I was like, "Okay." Ah, um, uh, and and before we go uh, into our topic, uh, I do want to. I, I am going to save it for the uh, uh, for Texas podcast, but uh, I actually started watching something on Shutter. Um, I'll, it was uh, the, called the Dream Door. It's like a sci-fi original. It had to do with. This, I, have y'all seen it with the Pretzel Jack character? Oh, is this the uh, the Channel Zero? Yeah, like Channel Zero. I I've only seen the the Butcher Block one. I have not yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah it's the only thing all I've the se- all the seasons. But I I've been meaning to watch it because I hear there's some pretty good ones. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, look uh, at you yeah. getting get all in the shutter. We're, we're Man, proud. You know. We're proud. I, I, I've, I've actually, you know, brought in balance to my life, you know, slowly but surely these past uh, this past year that I've actually gotten Internet at home. Uh, so now yeah, I'm able to watch, watch TV. What's that? It's only, it's only 10 minutes long. It's a uh, uh, portal of hell, portal to hell. Because it's, it's actually uh, to touch upon our 100th episode. It's Roddy Piper's last thing he ever filmed. It's only Ooh. 10 minutes long, but it's really sad because it's like very low budget, you know, kind of you know, B movie esque, but Roddy was so good in it. And like, he very much had that this sort of like Bruce Campbell kind of vibe, like new Bruce Campbell vibe where he's like old and a little bit like tired of bullshit kind of vibe. Um, but I was, you should watch it. It's 10 minutes long and it's Roddy's last thing he ever filmed. So is it on, is it on shutter too? I believe so. I think that's where I watched yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Um, I'm going to watch that too. I've never heard of that. I, uh, just don't watch I, the pool. yeah, I actually, oh, I, I was going to, I was going to watch that today and I didn't watch it because you, I mentioned that you didn't like I could, it. So. I couldn't make it. And this is the like we're talking about the Filipino movie, The Pool, right? Yes. Because yeah. like, there was a because like, anyways, yeah, I tried watching it. I got like ten minutes into it. As soon as that dude's girlfriend showed up, I was like, I I can't watch this. This is fucking unwatchable. But okay, so so I want to say this. Are you gonna watch it, Derek? At all? I'll, I'll watch it just to say it's it's great. So I'll watch do you, it. Do you mind if I just ruin something for you? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I, it doesn't sound like I'm so, gonna like it much, anyways. So. so they're they're and and I know it's Texas podcast related, but I don't care. I just gotta throw this out there. Just a sneak peek for anybody that wants to know what we're exactly. gonna talk about. And this is why we don't we don't want to watch this movie. Uh, so there's they're 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 um the girlfriend gets a whistle. She starts blowing it, and then you find out the dog is like still hooked up to one of the uh the uh diving boards, and it tries to go after the owner, but it's tied up. And it gets hung, and like it, the oh. dog hangs him. And it's like it was rough. I'm talking, not even no pun intended. It was rough to watch, man. And that's, and that's where I turned it off. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, no, that's fucked up, man. Like, yeah. I mean, I, like, I mean, I'm not. I, I don't mean this literally, but in a movie, like, I'd rather like see a baby get killed before like a dog. Like, like, like. And it's weird. Yeah. There's a psychological thing that many people suffer from where they can distance themselves from human death, but when it's like an animal, people have a hard time. There's actually a, yeah. it's a study. There's been studies done about it, but uh, yeah, yeah I, don't I like, have a very hard time with the uh, the. It's my biggest. We'll talk about podcast massacre too, but my my biggest issue with the fly too was the uh, dog uh, transportation scene in that movie. Um, 
which makes me sad every time I'm watching. Okay, it. I really I have to bring this up real quick. Okay, so, go ahead. Yeah. I, so <laughs> I was so we start watching uh, the 1995 version of The Outer Limits. First episode of the series is got uh, first off it's based off a George R. R. Martin novella, but it's got Bo Bridges and Lloyd Bridges. It's got Bo Ooh. Bridges' fat face gross face through the whole thing and it gets worse because it's part of the storyline but it features basically there's alien life forms in it but a dog dies in in the first episode but it's i'm like this fucking dog like you dumb dog and then when he died i was like good you dumb dog you, you get like how would the dog do this and it was, i won't ruin it for you well we wouldn't even talk about it it's, but it it was a very interesting uh it was a it was a hundred or it was basically 90 minutes over 90 minutes i'm like was this like a feature-length film? Like there was an episode of the Outer wow. Limits, but but fucking Jeff Bridges or Bo Bridges' dumb fat face with his terrible haircut, <laughs> his fucking creepy ass eyebrows that look like they're gonna strangle his face. Anyways, I, how, do you, how do you feel about only, Bo? Bridges? How do you feel about Bo Bridges? I just you know the like, only person it's a very strong. You have feelings. like there's there's a lot of inner like uh, especially actor like brothers or siblings and sometimes like they they you know they look a lot alike sometimes. You know, there's a kind of a big gap in between looks and charisma, and like Bo Bridges and Jeff Bridges is like probably definitely more on the drastic end of the disparity. Uh, nobody beats Dennis Quaid and Randy Quaid though. That's like the I got one. I, I got like, I got one to top of you. Uh, Matt Dillon versus Kevin Dillon. But they're both goofy looking. I think I know. But Matt, Matt Dillon's is, not nearly as he's kind of a handsome looking dude though. Here, here, he got all I, the foreheads. Kevin Dillon. Owen Wilson and. The Wilson brothers? All no, the they're Wilson both brothers. weird. Luke? Yeah, they're both weird. Yeah. No, they're all handsome, including the third brother yeah. that hardly acts. But here's the yeah. thing: I made this analogy before. Kevin Dillon looks like if you put Matt Dillon and left him too long in the microwave. Like he looks exactly like his brother, but just more like. <laughs> Anyways, I made it. I made it. Don Belushi too. Fucking. As I said before, caveman on Christmas. That's, that's, I feel like it's a scene in, uh, have you ever seen a, like, Dewey Cox walk hard? Where he's like, the wrong son died. <laughs> I feel like that's what, I feel like every time I see, like, uh, an act, a really great actor, and, like, their they're not-so-successful brother, if something happens to him, like, like the Blue Chiefs, I'm like, the wrong son died. Exactly. <laughs> Chris Farley's piece-of-shit uh, brother, who's basically become, like, Chris Farley B-roll, like have Kevin you seen Farley? this guy? Kevin Whitman? Dude, what a fucking opportunist. Anyways, don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about movies that we love that other people hate. <laughs> a, I, feel, I feel like we should have a whole episode dedicated to, to B, <laughs> B-roll, sibling, B-roll siblings. Though. B-roll siblings. The greatest um, of all time, though, is fucking uh, uh, Jim Belushi. What a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> hack. Yeah. He'll be in another K-9 movie. He's one of the biggest scumbags too in history. He's like a misogynist and apparently anyways, let's not talk about it. I don't want to talk about oh, waste no, one. He's like, like best friends of Tim Allen. Exactly. There you go. Doing, they enough. do that gayo together. Hey yo. <laughs> All right. Let's let's All right, yeah. movies. Yeah, let's let's so, let's, let's, uh, let's get cracking uh, in these movies it's here. A, it's a good segue, right? So like like people we do, uh, actors that we don't like to movies that people don't like but we still like. You sure. know? Uh, of course, you know, we'll give an example here. Let's say for, you know, it's not really an action movie, but let's say, you know, one person in particular who has good taste in movies likes Repo the Genetic Opera, you know, and, you know. Can we define good taste? <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Man, record. I have nothing against Skinny Puppy. I mean. They had their they had their moment in the sun, um, but uh, that, they're not the reason that movie sucks. First off, have you seen the if you seen Devil's Carnival, you know that guy's a terrible director. So the second movie is utter trash. So and here's what sucks about it: I love my one of my favorite things on earth is weird musicals. Every fucking weird musical I'm a fan of, but there's something about Genetic the Repo Opera which is so edge lord. Let, like, let me ask you a question it, though. It, Okay, so so I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said the word, the phrase "edge lord." So, do you do, do you think the reason you don't like it is because it's a movie that's not supposed to be liked, yet so many people liked it? No, because I didn't like. I didn't even know it. It really had a huge fan base when I first time I saw it or tried to to fully watch it. 
I just knew it would come out and I knew the, the premise. Um, and I just was like, I can't. But again, like, I also think it was like 10 years too late aesthetically. Like, if it had come okay. out in the mid 90s, like, I could maybe see these. It's kind of like the Scott Pilgrim for me. It's like that movie came out 15 years too late. Like, all that, I like, like, teaser, I, like Scott Pilgrim. I can't stand it. You should put it on this list. Uh, I can't stand it. I, I, I don't. No, I, well, because I, I, I don't think it could be considered a movie that a lot of people don't like, because I think a lot of people do like Scott Pilgrim. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we should talk about it, because I hate it. Yeah. And that's, I don't understand it. Everything about it annoys me. Um, and I like, I mean, I like Jason Schwartzman. I like uh, Michael Sarah. Um, I don't, it just, I, the, I will admit there is a internal bias because I hate the cartoonist so much. Brian Lee O'Malley. I hate him with every fiber of my being. He's a smarmy little prick. I've been around him in person. I don't like him. If he's if his fans listen to this, I don't like the guy. He just he's the ultimate like hipster opportunist. Anyways, don't like it. Don't like his bullshit uh, comic and his terrible movie. So sorry. Wait, wait. He's a hipster that wrote Scott Pilgrim. Oh uh, yeah, I know, right? So confusing. But like a point, uh, like and he just ugh, anyways. Let's not I will say I, I like the movie for two reasons. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes, I can. Brie Larson. Yeah, especially in that movie. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. No, so, that's fine. That's Those enough. Legit reasons. And, I, and I like uh, I like uh, I like Kieran Culkin, who's always trying to sleep with strangers. Oh, yeah. I no, I, yeah. That's yeah. literally the only thing about the movie. I, I, honestly, the only thing I like about the movie is Kieran Culkin. But that right. kid, I like, I will watch a kid in anything. Yeah. He's a good actor. All the Culkins are good actors. The yeah. worst is his is, is uh, Macaulay, but you know it's kind of funny though. Like you only hear about three three of them, which is Rory Culkin, Macaulay Culkin, and uh, and Kieran Culkin. But there's like three other Culkins out there. And I just wonder what they're doing. Well, I think Rory right now, like, I mean, Kieran, Kieran, whatever his name is, he he had his moment in the sun. Then Rory now is like kind of like the new dude. But uh, I like him. I I like both oh. those guys. I think they're great actors and, and really play unique characters. So, anyway, uh, well, my tirade. I will let no, you go. Macaulay Culkin is uh, is coming back on a uh, American Horror Story next season. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I'll be interested to see uh see how he does back in the world of acting. So I mean, I wish him luck. Uh, whatever, like Party Monsters was awesome. And so yeah. was like so was saved, like saved like yeah. is a very like under. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing in that movie. Was that so, was that Macaulay and saved? Yeah, that, yeah, it was Macaulay Culkin, Mandy Moore. Uh, was it? Or was it? Yeah, no, no, it was Macaulay Culkin. And Macaulay Culkin's girlfriend in that movie, holy oh, shit, dude. holy shit, so you, know who that is? you know who no. that is? Who is that? That's Susan Thrandon's daughter. Oh my God, God bless America, Jesus Christ. Ouch. Yeah, she's in an episode. She's in in Californication. Just putting that out there. One of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen in my life. Dude, <laughs> knuckles over the computer. Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, then she's. I love that movie. Anyways, I think that movie's phenomenal. Um, but did what was the other movie you said? Oh, um, Party Monster. Party Monster. Okay, I do like Party Monsters, but here's the thing: is Seth Green, who I also am a big fan of, um, in and Collie were were good in it, and they're, I liked them as actors, but they were so obviously straight dudes acting gay. And my whole thing is like, couldn't they have gotten real gay actors? But anyways, that's a I whole think Macaulay Culkin did a good job on that. Yeah, like, I, I disagree. Like to me, it was it was a glaring thumb. But otherwise, their like their performances were great. It was just very obvious to me, like straight dudes acting gay. But uh-huh. it's an interesting movie. Um, I have you know, I actually enjoy the movie. The story itself is insane. So, and that's an interesting sure. time. The whole kid period but anyways let's not here to, to talk about macaulay culkin we're here to, for derek to tell me about his favorite movie that people hate well i, I want to ask tank something real quick uh, before <laughs> we move on tank what is it that you love so much about repo the genetic opera that's that like that's that makes it like so special for you because obviously we know okay. they're haters but there's something obviously appealing to to you about it so i'm just curious what that is well well first of all it's not one of my favorite movies of all time or anything like that I think I think I, I enjoyed the lore of it like like I think that uh um <clears throat> that Jimothy brought up uh 2008 was a very interesting year for me <laughs> uh so uh and it, it was a it was a weird time too because my sister-in-law had just opened up her her goth clothing store at, at the mall um and then like I was really involved in the scene I was in a, I was in a goth rock band. Um, and I think that movie just has more of a nostalgia value to me, uh, rather than actually being good. I bring it up because it's, it's just funny to, 
to talk shit. Uh, but I do, I, I did enjoy some of the songs on there. Uh, of course, I'm a Skinny Puppy fan, and that's not why. Like, oh, anything that Skinny Puppy is in, I'm gonna like it. You know, you know, it, it, that's just not the case. But um, I, I think it just it just brings up a, a lot of nostalgia. Um, and then I don't know. It it, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't Paris Hilton's acting, even though that's not her <laughs> worst role ever. Um, just, there was far worse in there. Um, the premise of it was really cool. I like the idea of like you have to give back your organs. Like how, like, I think that, I think it's an interesting idea, you know? So, um, that's just a couple of reasons, like it, more so for nostalgic. I know, like, I'm not dumb. It's not the best movie in the fucking world. You know I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I will give you this though. The other thing is one I pride, like I admire people who like, you like whatever you want, man. In fact, that's literally what this podcast, this episode's about, but literally like, like whatever you like, man, there's a tons of shit I love yeah. that people hate. And hate that people love um pink floyd um but you know like <laughs> to, to each their own brother like um yeah yeah it was just it, again and like i think it was like seeing like uh like ogre's mask in there it was really cool it was really it it, it was it's just a weird transition of like of me becoming like you gotta remember i was like what 19 20 maybe 21 years old with that song i mean i was like i was barely transitioning from kid to adult you know and then and like i was starting to learn about like the true gothic scene versus hearing it from my my older brothers that that got to be involved in that and i just fell in love. i mean that's that's i, I know i don't like you're, well you're that's a big deal that's the thing is like that's yeah. a big deal like you know, first off, how many rivet head movies are there? Like yeah. maybe a few, but like, even when I was a kid, like the original suburbia, like yeah. an authentic look at punk rock, like that was a big deal. Like movies that were like kind of encapsulated a scene that you were in, like that's kind of spoke to your scene. Like that's always going to be like really informative for you and, and make a lasting impression. So yeah. And yeah, a lot, of, a lot of it had to do. Okay. And keep in mind too, like my brother's always being involved in the scene. I was introduced to Skinny Puppy when I was like six or seven years old, and so like I was like jamming to them, and I was like, oh wow, like that's pretty cool. Like it felt, it, I felt like, like oh cool, like the things that I I know that I like that I, I know that not a not, not a lot of people either know about or things like devil worshiping or something of, of that sort. It's like someone actually appreciates this man enough to actually put him in a movie, you know, with someone who is well-liked, like Paris Hilton, you know? And I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, it, it's respected, you know? No, it's that's awesome, a, man. I it, I mean, that's the thing is, like, so a lot of times we connect with movies that mean a lot to us, like, yeah. personally. So this is just something that you uh, obviously had, had a big impact on your life at the time, and that's why you like it. So it may give you crap about it, but... Yeah, um, no, I love... Yeah. I love getting crap. I think it's funny yeah. as fuck. Like when we make fun of this shit, you know, like I, like I mean, we gotta I, bust I'm, each other's balls, otherwise. Yeah, yeah I, you know. I like I like the replacements with Keanu Reeves. Like well, anytime I like that, that movie too. Yeah, anytime that movie's on TV, I'm watching it. <laughs> so, no shit. That uh, 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 Vincent D'Onofrio in that movie is <laughs> it's the weirdest shit. I could, we need to talk about that at some point because there's a sequence in there that. Me and my best friend Casey, we, if we see each other for more than an hour, we will literally break out this weird – I'm not going to pantomime it now. But anyways, Replacements is a very underrated, weird-ass movie that uh, – anyways, interesting. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a great movie. Um, well, makes you feel better. My movie also has music in it as well. It's a musical element to it. Um, to me, this I, – I love this movie. I, I don't know what it is. It's just weird enough to be weird. But it has enough, like I think, surprising stars in it, um, and it's the uh, the movie Nothing But Trouble. With, See, that's uh, so funny that you bring with, this up. With, uh, I was just Dan, having this. Yeah, sorry, Dan, sorry. Dan, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, um, Demi Moore, R.I.P. John Candy in multiple roles, um, and Digital Underground, which is yep. like, I mean, you talk about movies that have like. Uh, Respected stars, Digital Underground means a lot to me, so I, I love those guys. Um, so to have them in an actual like movie and play a song in a movie, which is great. Um, not, the hum, not the Humpty Dance, but all around the world. Um, all around the world, with, was a great song. Uh, yeah, with uh, you know Dan Aykroyd like ripping it up on the on the keyboard. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Take have you ever seen that movie? Have you ever seen? I've seen, I have seen it. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm 
I mean, I, again, I was a kid. I haven't seen it in a hot minute, but I know I've yeah. seen this movie. So, yeah, this is one for, for all the listeners out there. Uh, yeah, brief rundown. Uh, sorry, is Chuggy Chase plays this uh, this banker, and he's uh, he's trying to kind of book out. I think he's going to L.A., and he's uh, Demi Moore, who's like an accountant, kind of hitches a ride with him, and his two like very hoity-toity like South American friends. Uh, one of the actors, and I think he's since passed away as well. I never remember his name, but uh, he uh, played the was in Biodome, which is another secret love of mine. Um, but anyways, they're traveling through the, this like uh, shortcut, and they go through this. They get pulled over speeding in this town called uh, Volcavania, and by John Candy, who's like the, the sheriff in the town. And anybody who gets pulled over for speeding has to go to the courthouse, which is run by by the old judge, which is uh, Dan Ackward and a shit ton of prosthetics uh, and old old man makeup. And he's like this hard judge. And he hates bankers. And uh, so they, they get, kind of get trapped there. They get locked up. Um, and if the judge doesn't like you, he puts you in the, the bone crusher, which is like this big giant machine that'll, that'll eat you. Uh, and if he does like you, he, you know, he, he lets you go. So um, obviously he hates bankers. So that's... <laughs> Can kind of tell like kind of the path that that's going in but um yeah chubby chase is um you know kind of kind of trying to find his way out of here and, and and escape but it's it's got just such a weird element john candy plays the sheriff but he also plays his twin sister as well who's like uh if she's mute or like so she doesn't ever say anything just giggles <laughs> that's right and uh and then dan Aykroyd plays these two <laughs> largely obese adult babies uh that work the junkyard um dd and they uh had these giant diapers on and they are fascinated with the Moore's character it's just such a weird weird movie um and it always just it always just fascinates me i just found it one day out of the blue had dan ucker in it had chevy chase i love those guys so i'm like you know i'm just gonna watch this And, and it's always one that like Every probably at least once a year, like without a thought, it comes to my mind. I'm like, when it does, it's like it's like an it's like an itch. I have to watch it. But it's a movie that doesn't ever really get a whole lot of love um, at all. It's not a very like super well known movie. It kind of gets almost like a Razzie effect, like when people talk about. It. Some people really like it. It does have a little bit of a cult following, but I've never really met a ton of people that really know about it or or like it a lot. But I it's it's always just a personal thing. I don't even say guilty pleasure. Like I outright love it. Um, so it, it's always one that I, I love to watch it. it. Just like anything else to put it in the background, I can do other stuff, but you know, I, I could probably quote half that movie, you know, if I chose to, it's just weird enough to, to keep, <laughs> to keep my interests. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's, that's the movie that I love that, that not a lot of people really love. That's a great uh, choice. Uh, literally yesterday, my friend, my, my best friend, Casey, uh, or maybe it was the day before, posted it, uh, like the trailer or whatever. There was some reason for it. And literally the comments were, I hate this movie. Um, uh, a girl Molly who I went to high school with is like, she's like, this is the worst, I my least favorite movie ever. Um, I'm personally traumatized by that movie because being a twin brother who was in school the time that movie came out, uh, of course, like, hey, I saw you and your brother in a movie. Um, uh, were, well, were they referring to, to John Candy and his sister? Or were they referring to two adult babies? That the, two, were in the, the two, the two big jump I'm very, I'm very, babies. Yeah. I'm very sorry for that. Yes. Between I think part of the movie though. That's that's super funny. They they're playing cards. No, and they, the way Demi Moore talks to them too is like, no, it's Bobo's turn. Now your turn. <laughs> Bobo's got to go, and then Didi's got to go, and then I go. And like it's just is a weird it's just weird dialogue between the two of them, but there's, it cracks cracks me up every time. There's actually a really great YouTube video I watch about like the making of it and like all of the crazy shit that Dan Aykroyd went through making it. Also, once again, is illustrating what a piece of shit Chevy Chase is and what a fucking prima donna was on it. And but like the amount of artistry that went into it and like you know how misunderstood the movie is and like. I think it's on Good Bad Movies that YouTube chan- uh, show Good Bad Movies, but um, if I find it, I'll send it to you. It's it's actually yeah. really fascinating. It's like there was stuff about it I didn't know, and like again, your heart kind of goes out to to uh, to Chevy or to uh, Dan Aykroyd because he really wanted to make a very unique, special movie, and it just didn't go the way he wanted to. But uh, great, it, that is a, literally a, gr- a a 
perfect choice because it is a very divisive movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. A, he definitely made a weird movie. Um, it definitely spoke to me a lot uh, growing up. I, I just thought it was it was kind of kind of weird, but weird enough that I, I, I really enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I can imagine Chevy Chase was was probably really difficult to work with on that. Demi Moore wasn't as well known. So I can imagine like he was probably the most prima donna. And I'm really surprised that he actually, with all the stuff that happened with Jennifer and, and Chevy Chase and SNL, super surprised they actually cast Chevy Chase in that movie. Well, so um, I guess they, Dan, it, the studio made him cast Dan Aykroyd. Oh. They, he wanted um, – well, I got to find the video. I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah was, we'd love to watch it. And they did, yeah. I mean, and he basically, Chevy Chase was undermining Dan Dan at Dan Eckert the whole time. He would only give one take. He was like, "Nope, that's good enough." And Dan Eckert was like, "No, that's not what I want. He's too bad." And he, thought, yeah, he was being a bitch the whole time. So uh, once again, Chevy Chase, who I grew up loving, of course. I mean, he's Clark W. Griswold. How can you hate him? But it's piece of shit human being. Um, but that's yeah. a great, perfect choice, Derek. Thanks, man. I, I'm very excited to see, to hear your choice. I, I try to imagine what. What is a movie that you love that everybody else hates? hates? Um, so I'm very excited. And it better so, not be it, oh, wait a minute. It better uh, not be some like French film from like 1958 <laughs> that Petit, no one like no one. Le, Le Petit Beauté. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it better. I, I swear no. to God, Timothy. No. No. So is first it, off, is it is it Repo the Genetic Opera? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's I said it's movies I, I love. Um, so first off, the movie actually the movie that made me kind of think about this topic, I was set to do, and then I realized we I've talked about it extensively on this podcast already, uh, and I was like, well, dude, I don't want to kind of reiterate things I've ever said. And that movie was uh, No Retreat, No Surrender, um, uh, which I'm, at this point might even have a kind of a following, but at the for the longest time, I would even recommend it to my friends who kind of liked the similar sort of genre films, and they would be like, that movie's terrible, and be like, I don't see the genius of it. Uh, then the second movie I came up with is one that is truly – in fact, I don't think I've ever listened or had a conversation with one person that actually liked the movie. Uh, but I think it – I don't want to reveal it because I think it it's more – like, even though it's, it is a science fiction action film, I think it – creeps too far into the horror category for me to bring it up on this podcast. So I might bring it up on a episode of Texas Podcast. Okay. Cool. Oh, come on, okay. man. Okay, go come and pull on. up your, your, your glass, fix your glasses point, Dexter. What? You what? Nerd. what I, you freaking nerd. You, you're going to hide it from us? Why okay. can't you say it? <laughs> okay, if you want to know, it was Ghost of Mars. I like that movie. Well, most people hate that movie. It's considered... It's, got, it's got Ice Cube in it. Yes, it does. Uh, and it, it, the movie actually literally freaked me out the first time I watched it. But anyways, <laughs> then the third movie I wanted to do, um, I think at this point, for the longest time, it was, people hated it. But I think it's now it's got its own uh, fan following enough that I feel like it doesn't justify that. And that is No Holds Barred, um, the movie with Hulk Hogan. Um uh, I think there's enough people now who kind of appreciate for its ironic charms that it's got its own fan following. But for the longest time, I would talk about it, people would be mad I was even bringing it up. So, so I'm going to stretch my brain about a movie I genuinely love that most people genuinely dislike and make talk shit on. And I landed on 1987's Masters of the Universe, the motion picture. So to to verify this, I went on some – I'm in some – this is revealing way too much about myself, but I'm in a couple different Master of the Universe Facebook clubs or Facebook groups. <laughs> and so I like search through them. And of course it's people just dot, like even fans of, now I think fans of He-Man are really where like it really becomes super divisive because it's so different from the source material, but also people just shit on it. Like even the people who made it shit on it. Uh, but now for those that haven't seen it, it is a loose adaptation of the, uh, Hasbro license slash uh, or Mattel license slash uh, filmation property. Uh, He-Man: The Masters of the Universe uh, stars Dolph Lundgren uh, and a young Courtney Cox. Um, it is uh, got Frank Langella playing Skeletor, which I will come back to. Um, but it's known for being one uh, very uh, different from the source material. Uh, it has uh, characters that weren't in the in the in the 
animated show or ever produced in the action figure line. Um, it's known for being exp- unbelievably cheesy, uh, which that fucking cartoon is cheesy. So, but, mm-hmm. but I love every single second of it. First off, let's talk about Dolph Lundgren. Uh, Dolph Lundgren is a genius. <laughs> I think he is a gift of, gift from the gods. Uh, his acting in this is like an action figure come to life. Like he doesn't have much to say. He just has to look there, uh, be buff and sweaty. And um, you know, one of the big things is in the, in the movie, um, uh, like He Man uses a gun a lot, and he doesn't use a gun in the in the you know, and he always has his power sword or you know, in the uh, toy lines he often features his battle axe but it's just so it's stray so far but i think Dolph Lundgren was i mean at the time too in the 80s like especially the coming to the uh end of the 80s he was the only person you could have gotten in, uh, uh to play he-man um uh, Mar- um we were actually just talking about uh um uh, uh meg foster she plays evil lynn she's literally perfect casting in fact to this day like if they ever recast uh you know they're they're actually there is a master a new master universe movie coming out um starring some kid that i i i, I heard i heard about this one like yeah, you were sitting on the casting it, the kid who's playing e-man I, it's the it's the worst casting i've ever seen as far as just on paper now he kid may come out and he might be perfect like when we see him but right now i'm like i can't see it but um, it's got Billy Barty. And how do you go wrong with Billy Barty? Now, people hate his character, Gwildor, because uh, he's an annoying little elf thing. And he's Billy, Bar- Billy Barty being Billy Barty. But uh, and he, again, in the cartoon, it was Orko. In this movie, it's Gwildor. Um, so people are upset about that. But the movie is a sci-fi fantasy film. It is fun from start to finish. It's uh, I think it's aged actually rather well, considering you know, where it could have gone. Um, there's a lot of dumb shit in it, but, you know, um, James Tolkien, it plays this cop in it. Um, people yeah. mainly know him from Back to the Future. I know every time I watch Masters of the Universe, I just want him to go, you're a slacker, He-Man, you're a you're slacker, slack. and you're never going to amount exactly. to anything. But he, plays, he basically plays that character but as, as a, a detective. But he's really good in it. Um uh, you know, Courtney Cox is just the perfect kind of like young ingenue, you know, like damsel in distress kind of character. Um, but let's talk about Frank Langella as Skeletor. First off, Frank Langella, um, who he has passed away. Am I, am I mistaken about that? He's he did pass. Let's let's check. No, he is still alive. Um, anyways, well, so, Frank sorry about that, Frank. Yeah, you yeah. were you were living. Sorry, man. Um, he's not even really that old. Uh, uh, 19, 1938. He's pushing yeah, his 80s. He's, yeah, he's getting there actually. Um, but he's gone on record as saying it's one of his favorite roles he's ever done. Um, he like he compares it to like Shakespeare because you get to he got to play it so big and grand, and he kind of really like you know his, his kids at the time were huge fans, and they're like, Dad, you have to do this. He's like, Sure, I'll play this character. Um, and I think you know acting under all the makeup and stuff, I think he did did it really well. Um, and he, to me, like he's hands down my favorite thing about the movie. Um, every time he's on, he's just, you know, uh, this like epic kind of villain. Um, you know, it, it featured all these weird sub characters, uh, that weren't in the, um, uh, weren't originally in, in fact, the filmmakers actually, and first off, let me also say, um, the concept artists for this were some of the greatest concept artists of all time. Uh, William Stout, um, um, the, the French cartoonist Mobius, who's one of the most heralded, like illustrators and cartoonists of all time. The, the film has ama- amazing creative people involved in it, but because of budget and because of fucking Mattel wanting to be like, you know, they had like a bunch of the characters from the show, the more characters from the actual cartoon in it. But the Mattel was like, no, 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 create new characters so we can make new toys and they're like oh well all right and of course that didn't sit well with the fans who wanted to see more like your trap jaws and your triclops and your merman and stuff but uh your fistos still one of the most incredible names ever (laughs) but it's the movie is a corny you know uh it fails on being authentic to the property it has all these reasons legitimate reasons why people legitimately didn't like the movie at the time but i for me it has this charm that 
I literally, it's the, the charm is never dulled. I actually rewatch it pretty consistently. Um, and not, and like I said, not in an ironic way. I literally just enjoy the story. In fact, I saw it in the theater when I was a kid and there Beastman is a character from the show. Who's also in this movie. He's one of the, the few villains that made the transition. Um, and then, you know, in, in the, uh, in the, in the, co- in the uh, co- cartoon and in the action figure, he's like this like orange ape kind of dude. Um, cool looking, you know, very striking. In this, he's like, I, like far more bestial looking. And honestly, and again, I've talked about this podcast as I was a seven year old renting motel hell. Like things didn't, I, I wasn't like susceptible to like fear from movies, but Beastman in this movie scared the shit out of me. And <laughs> This is really intense, like chase sequence through like this uh, auditorium. There's a kid. I was literally my fingers were digging into my che- seat. I was so scared. Uh, so, you know, I appreciate on all all the like even though it's like artistic failures, I feel like they're still they still have, somehow managed to have a pull some charm out of it. And I think the the, the weird fact, like you know, the movie takes you know in the in the cartoon it all takes place on this planet called Eternia. Um, you know, in the movie, they're on Eternia for the first, like, five minutes, and then the rest of the movie is on Earth. And that pissed people off. But to me, as a kid, I liked it because what it was kind of doing was, like, taking the characters I love and going, like, what if they were real in my world? And for me, I thought that was cool. Like, it didn't bother me as much. And you got to see Eternia at the beginning. Um, there are other factors. I really liked the way that, like, the sorceress, the the uh, the way that they did her artistically. I thought that was cool. Um, you know, I, so one thing that's, like, it just sort of... Um, uh, I guess they had all these huge epic, this huge epic fight sequence um, to film at the end with Skeletor and He-Man that was supposed to be like an eight-minute like crazy-ass fight, but um, they like lost money and they basically had to like come back. I think they worked for free. They had to go back on the set for a day, and they had and, and like they designed this whole like crazy outfit for Frank Langella, which meant he couldn't see. So he's like doing these like sword fights completely bind on wet cement. And apparently it was just like the worst conditions ever to like film. But through all of it, it's one of those movies that like, I can literally appreciate. I love like, you know, the, the weird, you know, kind of like cheesy dialogue. Um, the uh, hokey, like the, extra sentimentality-ness of it. Um, you know, I think that I like, I like the score. I like the way the film looks like there. I, I like, I feel like it's, I feel like it's mainly maligned because one, people just see Dolph Lundgren as the star and sort of like immediately shit on it. And two, because it's so different from the source material. A lot of kids that grew up loving He-Man just shit all over it because it's so different from the, the material that they love. But I grew up loving He-Man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a He-Man fan. I'm a Master of the Universe fan, but, um, I like it for what it is, not what it wasn't. So that's my choice for this uh, this episode. I feel like yeah, Universe I, gets, needs to get more love. I know. I, t- I totally agree with you. And, and I, I agree with you that people do crap on it because it's not what they're used to. One of the movies that I almost picked, which I find it funny to pick Master Universe, was I almost picked the Super Mario Brothers movie with, uh, with Bob Hoskins. Yeah, see, I mean, that's the reaction people get because that's what a lot of people expect is like, the traditional Super Mario Brothers, but I always thought it was kind of a really unique, like unique take. And a lot of people didn't like it and didn't like Dennis Hopper as kind of the, the Koopa, Koopa, Koopa King. But I mean, the same lines too, like when you play Mario as a kid, you don't really get a ton of like backstory, like on any of that stuff. Like, so like just, I, I thought it was kind of this, this cool concept to your point, like, the idea of like this could be like what if that was in my reality and this really existed and what would that look like and you know what would like the mushroom kingdom look like and what would the princess look like and and who are these plumbers and you know same thing with masters of the universe like i always really liked that movie um i haven't watched it in a very long time so it probably deserves a rewatch the only thing that ever got me was uh as a kid was i always thought Dolph Lundgren's hair looked like flash gordon that was it. Yeah, that was dude. the only thing that ever bothered me. It I was does. like, he's got Flash Gordon hair. He didn't have He-Man hair. Well, but okay, but that's uh, the thing. Is, but that's okay. Do you like, want I was a okay man in a page boy haircut? Like Hel- helmet head? Yeah, no. <laughs> the worst haircut ever. It's literally a page. I mean, it's like Prince Valiant, page boy. It's a terrible haircut. No, I know. I just like, that was the first thing that I like, could care less about the rest of the movie. Like, did nothing else bother me in that movie. It was just <laughs> He-Man's hair the whole time. I was like, looks like a blonde Rambo. In this movie. <laughs> That's actually, I, I, Blonde Rambo is pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. Yeah. 
But no, I totally agree with you. I think that's a movie that, that doesn't get nearly as much love. But for the time, and being a cartoon adaptation of, like, a, you know, a very well-known cartoon at the time, um, I think they did a really great job. Um, I, I think the storyline was good. I think the, the effects for what they were were really good. Um, hey, man, that's a, a very solid pick. Like, I can, I can see that there's not a lot of love for it, but I, I totally get why you like it. So, yeah, and I mean, ultimately, I think, you know, it, part of it, you know, is it nostalgia because it was a movie I loved as a kid or, you know, even amongst my friends, I think I was the only one that liked it. Um, but the thing is, no, like, I feel like I feel like if you take it on its own, like it's still a fun movie. Like it's it's just a an escapist sci fi fantasy movie, just like uh, a million other movies. But like I said, and again, if if just watch it just for Franklin Jealous Skeletor alone. You know, he's not the, yeah, you know, from the cartoon. He's he's playing it more of like a kind of an operatic kind of theatrical villain. But it, I think it works really well. And I think, like, aesthetically, I thought they did the what the best they could with the makeup. So, anyways, big ups to Frank Langella. Keep, keep going yeah. on. Thank you. I love you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, honest, I loved He-Man. I loved the movie. Uh, I, I mean, I had all, I mean, I had a, the action figures, too, man. Um, and then when the movie came out, I probably don't remember it as much, uh, you know, I was younger, uh, but I know I, I watched the shit out of it. Like, I definitely remember watching the shit out of that movie. Um, but I can see why people would not like it like today. Like, I yeah. get it. It makes sense. Oh, I definitely get it, but I feel like, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's, I think it's lost on a generation. Yeah. We don't have, we don't have those toys anymore. Exactly. And that's, like, well, that's, that's the thing I, is, we do actually have the toys. In fact, uh, Walmart's right now, uh, they're Walmart exclusive. They're actually doing, I could give you the whole history of the He-Man action figure line, but I'm not going to. But there actually is toys because uh, Kevin Smith is actually show running a new Netflix series. They're actually going to have two brand new Netflix series. One that takes place basically like right after the original series ended. It's kind of like a, a matured version of the original cartoon. And then a brand new iteration of the cartoon, probably much more in line with the She-Ra cartoon that's on Netflix that a lot of uh, grown nerd men hate because they're pathetic. But, um, uh, but yeah, it's the, and he has the new line, the Mattel's really trying to like make it like their next and their own MCU. They're like really trying to like make it a big property. So you'll see He-Man back on the toy shelves and uh, on your Netflix soon. So. All right. I look forward to it. I stand corrected. (laughs) <laughs> it was All a great right, conversation well, though i think it was a great yeah. conversation you know yeah, it's uh, definitely a subject we could return to too yeah yes there are plenty of movies i love that other people hate so <laughs> i want to talk about toys <laughs> well, uh, we could talk about uh have, toy uh, adaptation battle yeah too. there we go that's what I, that's what we should do for going commando next i heard they're making a, a magic eight ball movie yeah and uh, oh, a wow. pop funk, a pop funk movie. And the Magic Eight Ball movie is going to be like the Truth or Dare Fantasy Islands by the same guy. Um, and the pop funko one is uh, going to be set in a pop funko factory. Uh, it's going to have a Wonder Woman and Care Bears, and they're going to be a whole bunch of pop funkos. Kind of like a Lego, kind of like a like Lego. Lego Batman. Yeah, like a Lego Batman, but with pop funkos. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's interesting. the most twenty twenty thing I've ever heard. It is very 2020. It'll probably all take place on Twitter, too. So Exactly. Or TikTok. Or yeah. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> or Instagram. Put it on the gram. Put it on the gram. And speaking of gram, you can continue the conversation on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us at TankRodPod. It's T-A-N-K-R-O-D-P-R-O-D. I actually spelled that correctly on the first try. Big ups to me. Uh, and you can use the hashtag, uh, going com- hashtag GoingCommando. And, uh, you know, let us know what movies that you like that people don't like. Um, and really interested to see that one, if that one pops off. Um, if you enjoyed our conversation and you haven't subscribed to us already, be sure to follow us on Spotify. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts as well as give us a five-star review and spread the word if you enjoyed it. Uh, but, yeah, you know, that being said, this has been Going Commando. Uh, who wants to Who wants to close it out today, guys? I think uh, I think Jimothy should, and I think he knows exactly what to say. There we go. Uh, well, I don't know if we're on the same page, but I'm going to say this one's for you, Frank Langella and Keanu.
I was actually gonna say by the power of Grace Skull. Oh, but but that's okay. Oh, no, we we were thinking about the same thing. We were talking about thinking about. I have the power. The power. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no. Yes. I had. Hey, speaking of which, before we go, I had He-Man underwear. What up? Thank you for Under listening, roots? guys. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. for sure. Thank you again for listening to Going Commando. Have a great, great, great day. We'll see you on the next one, guys. Peace. Peace.